0: hello and welcome to the living imperfectly podcast with me your host claire you're listening to the podcast that provides you with real honest discussions on how embracing imperfection can be a helpful approach to improving our relationship with food body image exercise and navigating through our messy lives in general so let's get started Today's episode, I am joined by a lovely guest, Jen from The Nourished Mind. We're going to be chatting about all things about body image. So I'm going to pass it over to you, Jen, to introduce yourself
1: to our lovely listeners. Hello, so thank you for having me on. I'm Jen. So yes, I talk quite a lot about body image, disordered eating. Um, I run workshops on body image and self-esteem and I also do one-to-one mindset and nutrition coaching.
0: And thank you so much for your time, I want to say that first and foremost, it's uh, Saturday night that we're recording this, so yeah, it's. Uh, thank you so much. So we'll get into it straight off, what is the common things in mind when you hear the
1: term body image? So I guess a lot of the time, there are a lot of misconceptions around body image. A lot of people think about weight and shape to start with, um, or sort of like how they feel in relation to friends and family members. Um, Some people will often bring up that they feel like they don't fit in with certain social groups because of their body size and shape, which can lead to feelings of low self-worth and. A little bit of shame as well especially if you're in either a larger body or like quite a, a small body um because there are different misconceptions on how those people on either side of the spectrum kind of feel or their characteristics and who they are as people based on their their weight
0: yeah yeah and why do you feel like we we struggle with body image like Why, why do we, why, why is it a common thing for us as humans? Like, where do you think
1: it comes from? I think a lot of it is limiting self-beliefs and I guess sort of social interactions and social comparisons. I think now, because we have so much access to, you know, things like social media and we're constantly consuming different content. We're seeing a lot more people than we have ever seen before, which then obviously opened the door to a lot more uh, comparative aspects than we've ever had before. And that brings in that element of, am I good enough? Whereas I suppose in our parents' generation and their previous generations, we only really saw people in a very small village. So there wasn't as many people to kind of compare ourselves with. But then also I suppose it depends on our previous experiences so whether we've had any trauma or bullying um, and like different comments that people have maybe made over the years. And now sorts of um, preconceptions then sort of start to build into our identity of, okay, well, because that was said in the past, that's a narrative that I'm holding onto and that's informing all my beliefs and behaviors that I do now even though that might not be a belief that is true anymore
0: yeah So yeah and um, and I think you're spot on I think mean, social media the filters on social media are so advanced now as well like have you seen the ones where you can like touch your face and stuff and the filter still stays on
1: I've not actually seen them no I don't use filters anymore Well, no
0: i don't i don't use them but there there is a few accounts that i follow that Mm. like showcase like things like that Mm. and there was one and yeah because you know before they had the filters and every time you like you know you moved away and stuff like that it was Mm. it was obvious yeah yeah and Mm. um but i mean i know that you can still know it's a filter because it says up on the top like you can see that it is but i also know at the same token there's also apps and there's also sorts of stuff that can that can alter the way that your face looks or your body looks or just so much. Like the texture of your skin. Like that's one that gets me. You're like, how is their makeup so how is their face so immaculate and like smooth? Um, but then I realize that you can change all that as well. Um so yeah, it is pretty advanced. Like social media but even like i was thinking about this the other day like even pre-social media if you think back to like the magazines and stuff that used to get like, even you know when that was the information we looked there's still a lot of language around you know bodies back then as well and even like oh, i can't remember who it was that shared this on social media but you know, like back in like way back and beyond when it was just like posters and stuff, it's like, it goes back so, so far. And that's another thing that I want to ask is like, how much of an impact do you think like generational, like through families that this has like an impact?
1: I think it does definitely have an impact because it's one of those like, um, I guess, patriarchy type things where we have this westernized ideal of smaller is better and it's still yeah. very much a concept of um we we're exposed to those messages in like the media and even like you said even magazines nowadays there's a lot more diversity but the messaging is still especially around certain times of the year it's kind of on dieting for summer or dieting for January or all these sorts of things and it's still very much, focused on the body and the weight and the shape and I think even like our you know our parents will sort of make comments on people on the tv based on Mm -hmm. or you know they put on a little bit of weight or they've lost a bit and it's kind of those subtle kind of messages or remarks kind of impact our you know our children or us as children and we think oh well you know I can't be too far off the kind of the baseline that everyone puts ourselves on because otherwise I might not be accepted or I might get those types of comments that aren't desirable
0: yeah and I think it goes it can sometimes go another way as well where if that is the only compliments that you're maybe receiving or the ones that you kind of strive to hear it can make you do things to make sure that you are going to continue to be slimmer um Mm. and there's a big you know you'll do quite a lot of things to stay that way and to continue to get that um comment that type of comments but it's also (laughs) navigating those comments in general like i still do struggle a little bit with with it sometimes And I do think that I am getting a little bit better of knowing who I feel comfortable about challenging those types of questions. But what would you recommend on like tips on on how to communicate when you receive comments around your body?
1: I think like you said, it depends on the person and the context of the conversation. Because like you said, if you recognize that those comments aren't helpful to you it's really really important to I guess express that um boundary that maybe you don't feel comfortable talking about like weight and shape um and it it can be really really hard because like you said it's a natural kind of thing to compliment someone on you know on a physical element of them but I suppose being the example of what you want to hear is a really really good one so kind of instead of when you greet someone and comment on someone or like give someone a compliment, comment on something that is non-physical. So, you know, like, you know, I've really enjoyed like the topic of our conversation and enjoyed spending time with you. So it's kind of shifting that focus on to actually like, okay, how are we connecting? What are we building outside of like just our physical appearances? Because we don't really get on with people based on just their physical appearance alone. It's not, there's a lot more layers to that you know it's our personalities it's our quirks and how we kind of spend time and connect rather than actually like our physical appearance because those things are going to change over time it's just a natural kind of process of aging and so many mm-hmm. different life factors that kind of link into it. whereas actually who we are as a person is kind of it's forever growing but it's also like the base of who we are is kind of very very stable
0: yeah totally agree and i wish my younger self knew that um like i think as well it's knowing that it is okay to voice like speak your voice um and i do think that comes with a little bit of testing like how you're going to do that with certain people and um, there's just certain people that i think that i just don't um have that conversation with like um for example like recently I was around people I haven't seen in a long time and like they were commenting on my body and I don't know what it is and maybe it's just maybe I'm approaching this in a different maybe I need to change this but there are like my grandparents who you know they're like you know nearly 90 and you know quite deaf and a little bit dawdled and like I don't I don't know if I'm gonna get anywhere here and they are meaning they're not meaning anything like I know it that isn't coming from a place that isn't um they're not trying to make me be slim or anything like that um so it's like that, that I think I just need to um park but then there has definitely been situations um lately more around not necessarily comments towards me but just generally like in conversations in like a group where I don't necessarily try and shut it down but I just think oh isn't that curious that we're talking about that or that person in that way or about their body like you know just to kind of open up that that's actually do we need to really mention that kind of thing (laughs) um I think sometimes that can be a nice approach because it's not making feel making somebody feel like they've done anything wrong but it's in a way that can educate people to go actually do you know what we probably don't need to mention that
1: yeah because that's it a lot of the time people do it without the awareness of like that actually what I'm saying could have an impact on someone else and, you know, it depends where someone is at that particular moment in time, because we never know how our comments, you know, two different days, we could receive a comment in two completely different ways, depending on how we are within ourselves on that day. And I yeah. think, like you said, you have to kind of pick, it's almost like picking your quote unquote battles, I guess, Because yeah. you know, with grandparents and things that was their generation. So it's kind of, I guess, just accepting it, but knowing that it's from a place of, you know kindness and goodwill and all that sort of stuff. Whereas if it was kind of, you know, say your mum or your husband or your friend, you could kind of almost even like joke about it in a tiny little way, yeah. like, oh, you know, will we don't say things like that or thing, you know, yeah. make it a little bit more fun and entertaining to kind of slowly breach that little bit of conversation. And then like you said, offering that curiosity of like, oh actually like, do we need to talk about this or shall we talk about other kind of things? And I guess it helps people to actually open up about what that means to them as well, because sometimes, you know, people are trying to highlight a particular thing that might be going on with themselves, but they don't feel comfortable to kind of come out right with it. So actually making small kind of comments shows that there is something within them that they don't feel quite 100% sure with
0: that's quite an interesting uh thing actually and it just reminded me when I was doing some work on body image for myself actually had to look at my perceptions of what I was thinking about other people too because you're I guess for me it was maybe just that being caught up in diet culture and having that kind of language around or I'm like oh I actually have said some things and that actually these thoughts that I'm having is actually like a lot of it is the thoughts that my perceptions on this that I need to be a certain way or other people maybe perhaps need to be a certain way you're like oh I don't like I don't like that but you it is about you know getting curious about that and unpacking it and learning where it comes from and I think that was something that I've definitely had conversations with my husband especially you know like we have two young children and it's like you know I read something I don't know if this is actually true that they it can start to children can start to have um poor body image from like the age of around about six and I don't know if that's accurate or not but it did get me thinking you know and watching the way that my oldest looks at me when i'm looking at myself in the mirror um and it does make you think you know and that, that i guess that was a driver for me to go in to go into the work that i needed to do i i wanted to not have the generational stuff that my i had in my childhood because i knew that i, lo- I learned a lot of that kind of behaviors through generations so it did get me curious i guess and saying that again but it's just to think okay i could actually change this um and like how do i you know how do i do this and even just her my oldest uh language like one day i was looking doing my hair in the mirror and she said to me do you love yourself mummy Oh, I know you know and I was just drying my hair I was just drying my hair looking at myself in the mirror and I thought I wonder if I like looked at myself any way or, or whatever but I was like I was like yeah of course I do I was like, eh. and then I paused and I'm like do I, <laughs> and mm. I was like, no but you're like that is so powerful you know from a little innocent child to to like look at you in the mirror and say that to you and you're like God, and the mirror is right there. You're looking at yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's hard, isn't it, really? Because like you said, you want to be a positive role model for, you know, for your, your daughters and kind of encourage them to, I guess it's it's good that, you know, she's asking you about different things. And it's, a I suppose, like it's recognizing and noticing the comments that she's kind of making mm-hmm. and, you know, having those conversations and encouraging her to, I guess, talk about Different things that you might be kind of feeling, or because mm. it, it's a very curious age, isn't it? Really, because they start to pick up on different things, even like you know, when they start to go into like preschool and things, they do start to like they notice different things, don't they? And they notice like when things aren't kind of right within you, and they can pick up dynamics very, very quickly. So, I suppose it is, it's um, the earlier you can kind of start to you know, make. Um, or show that things don't have to be perfect all the time and actually, like, encourage that acceptance and kindness of things aren't going to go right all the time and just encouraging them to Mm
0: -hmm.
1: try different things, even though, you know, they might not necessarily succeed in certain things, but it's actually, it's getting them to explore and the emphasis on having fun and just figuring out different things as they go along because it's not, I suppose, it's breaking down that aspect of perfection, isn't it, really?
0: Oh, Yes. Yes it is and in that yeah in every aspect of life you know no you know our bodies our training our diets or just our messy lives that we live which is everybody is like that you know it's just that breaking down this perception that everything is perfect all of the time because it's just not realistic is it
1: yeah no that's it (laughs) Nope. Yeah.
0: <laughs> definitely not it's not it's not realistic and yeah I do think and and actually one of my like quite a new client actually and mm. I I went in her like inquiry call when, when we were having a call just to kind of go through things and you know I asked her like why like now and she said because she wanted to be you know a positive role model to her children and she knew that she needed to do a kind of a deeper level of approach to it as well and I actually like said I'm gonna just like hold but I was like oh my god I was like this is too much it's like this is so powerful like this is amazing like you're you want to do this for yourself but you also know by doing that like how much of a impact that is going to have for like it's not just it's also everything that you do for yourself it's like a rippling effect you know it's just I think that's so powerful and when somebody when she said that to me I actually felt a little tear in my eye I was just like oh I'm so bloody proud of you and I haven't even started working with you yet (laughs) and uh yeah I think it's amazing
1: yeah it is it's so empowering isn't it really because like you said it's not just the actual work that you're doing on your body it's that difference that you have and that appreciation and the shift in focus as well it impacts so many other things in life and you know how you show up socially with your friends like like said in family mm-hmm. and it just completely changes the whole dynamic and the different types of conversation and what you're you know especially with children as well because you're more willing to do different activities and you know um, engage with them go swimming in like yeah all those different activities that you might feel self-conscious about or being in photos with them you know a few people that i've worked with in the past haven't felt comfortable being in photographs with their with their children and they haven't got you know photos that they're in with their children when they were younger and it is it's just it's shows like the the different levels that actually like struggles with body image can actually have and how that can impact you know not just you but your sort of your social relationships and your work and all these different areas of life really
0: yeah it does go I mean yeah you're you're right it's there's so many different avenues for different people and to not have photos as well like of your children when you're young that's quite hard like because time is so precious and memories you know making memories and if you feel like you're not comfortable as well and I, I actually think with photos as well if you look at a photo that you know you felt uncomfortable being that photo being taken when you look at that photo you look at that photo with that memory in your mind mm. of like I I look uncomfortable
1: yeah because it does it it tarnishes the memories doesn't it really based on how you felt at that particular moment in time because you don't remember the more positive things that were happening at the time or the actual experience because your your focus was kind of um preoccupied by the thoughts around your body and I guess all the different subcategories of thoughts that kind of go into that so how that might show up in your exercise behaviors or your relationship with food or what you were and were willing to do in your schedule and all those sorts of things so it's it is it's um the earlier you can kind of start to do this sort of work, the better, isn't it? Really, but then, like you said, it just gives you different memories.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. I think it's like there, like most things. There's various different levels of what that looks like for you as an individual. Like, like we just mentioned, for some people, it's photos. For some people, it can completely stop them from being social. Um, mm-hmm or, you know, going to the gym or, or like you said as well, going to like swimming pools and just any activity that you're for loads of people, it could look different for everybody. Mm-hmm. um, And I think that's the thing that I wanted to kind of get across in this podcast is that some people, I think when they think about body image, they think about more of the kind of extreme side of things but actually there's lots of different variations and lots of different ways that it can show up Um, and it can affect us also in ways that we don't realize as well Um, and that's one thing that I wanted to ask is like the effects of body image when you say for example like if you're weighing yourself and your body checking mm. for some people that can show up and how they behave with their eating habits that day so I wanted to kind of ask you a bit more about that specifically like what that does and the
1: impact of that mm. so yeah I suppose there are I guess different areas so like you said with if you're weighing yourself and you're kind of body checking it's kind of I suppose you're looking for that reassurance you're fitting a certain narrative that you have in your mind and again you kind of engage in lots of different behaviors to kind of sustain that so like you said if you've maybe put on a little bit of weight or you you feel like you're different you might sort of start to engage in a bit more um Bit more exercise or controlling with your food so it could be um avoiding certain foods avoiding eating in public social occasions that encourage or like are around sort of like food um and I guess that fear of like being judged or not being socially acceptable so you might start to withdraw on certain levels I mean for some people in uh, relationships they could start to avoid like social intimacy with their partner um, because they feel like their their body isn't worthy of being seen or they feel embarrassed um around their partner so it can show up in a lot of different ways um, and I guess I suppose for some people it can prevent them from like you said before engaging in exercise as well so it can be two different ends of the spectrum it can kind of encourage people to you know I need to Exercise more to earn my food or to kind of get back to that sort of level. Or for some people, it can go the opposite way and they feel too embarrassed to go into the gym, or they might start to avoid like going for regular screening because they're ashamed about their body. So it can show up in so many different areas of life, really.
0: Yeah. And what you were saying there about the spectrum of for exercise and that kind of goes the same for food as well right like you know it could make you you know under eat or it could make you emotionally eat or binge eat or it's just yeah like you say it's impacts everybody differently we all respond to things differently um but actually Yeah, like, I think as well, like, we all respond to things differently. However, we're not alone in this.
1: No, exactly. Yeah, that's it. And even people in different body sizes across the whole sort of spectrum, Mm -hmm. they all will have their own sort of like unique relationship with their how they perceive their body. And that'll be based on, like you said, their previous experiences with comments or social interactions or trauma around their body. And that'll sort of show up in how they integrate in behaviours now. So like you said, they're eating habits along the various different spectrum as well. So like you said, some people will comfort eat, some people will, you know, um, they'll eat a tiny bit in public, but then they'll eat loads when they get home or maybe have binge eating tendencies. Other people, they'll, like you said, they'll completely so withdraw and just start to cut out loads of things and have loads of food rules. But it's um it's the impact on the quality of life that that has isn't it really and like how that impacts your I guess your social life your relationships your work and also in the long term your more so your health because like engaging in all these different behaviors puts you at a lot more risk of um developing health complications whether that is like physical health or psychological well-being as well
0: yeah and I think that's super important to Make that aware is that, yeah, these type of behaviors it it does put you in a bit more of a risk of your, um, you know your mental health, your physical health, your well being, um, you know your menstrual cycle, your just yeah. it 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 affects a lot more than I think what's what some people feel, um, so yeah, I think yeah it's super important like for regarding um food specifically with body image and specifically around um eating habits the risk like the higher risks of oh somebody at my door (laughs) um for disordered eating um and eating um like with regards to that, like what is the higher, is it higher risk or like which one comes first? Do you think it comes the eating behaviors or the body image, or can it be either way? Is there any where does it all start from?
1: It's most stems originally from like poor body image. Um, but there is a there is an association between like the two. So it's sort of it's very difficult to say which one kind of comes first but a lot of the time it's the poor body image or the low self-esteem then leads into kind of other areas of like you said disordered eating habits um, low mood anxiety and then obviously then that can lead to again increased levels of disordered eating which could if it kind of goes continues to go along that spectrum develop into an eating disorder which we want to try and avoid at all costs
0: yeah and yeah definitely and with regards to um disordered eating as well Mm -hmm. it's finding i think for a lot of people they don't maybe there's just not a lack of awareness of what that actually looks like um and we have we have kind of briefly mentioned um some of it and around food rules and and whatnot um do you feel like if somebody is managing their disordered eating habits and they have like a body image they're struggling with their body image but they're kind of managing it in a way that is i guess functioning do you think that it's possible just to kind of live like that and not have any other health implications Or do you think that there has to be something that will kind of crumble at one point?
1: It more comes down, I guess, to the quality of life because you can, you know, you could function like that, but Mm. it will impact your overall kind of quality of life. Cause like you said, if you're kind of if you're hyper-focused on weighing yourself or tracking to a point of preoccupation or hyper focusing on certain body parts um it those sorts of behaviors are gonna impact like you said your social relationships your potential cognitive function if you're not nourishing your body um if you were in like a running performance, yeah I know you do running so say like if um if you weren't fueling your body you wouldn't be able to like run sufficiently or perform to your best of your ability and all those things will be impacted you could function at like, like you said, with those disordered habits, but it's the quality of life that you get from actually working through these sorts of, um, internal struggles and actually the freedom that you get from, you know, you probably recognize it yourself when you've gone through these. And I've certainly recognized it when going through the process of healing your mindset around sort of food and recognizing more, Uh, body neutrality and kind of recognizing what your body's capable of doing rather than fixating on actually like the weight and the shape and all those sorts of other things it sort of it just frees up so much time and headspace in your mind to kind of put that energy into other areas and you just feel more fulfillment in general life and more appreciation rather than worrying okay like how do I look in this should I be wearing this or should I be you know maybe I should have walked here rather than got the bus or all of these sorts of things, you just the headspace is just completely calmed down and those sorts of things, which is good.
0: Yeah, I think the headspace part is life changing when you free up all that time that you and time is so so precious when you free up that headspace and you're like and you have that energy and like what you've mentioned about performance so when you said that I was like oh yes I know like you're like oh my word my body can do so much amazing things that they make you feel like fire in your belly you're like this Mm -hmm. I feel like a badass because I'm strong and I'm healthy and I've my mind isn't racing or worrying and even that i think as well is important thing is like even the stress of mentally of thinking that is a drain on your body mm-hmm. um you know that is putting additional stress on your body by you know str- stress stressing and thinking and overthinking and really really being preoccupied by it all is it's really hard um so that kind of leads on to my last question that I've got is what do you think is uh what would you recommend to help improve our relationship with body image what are the tools that you would recommend
1: so like you were saying there um focusing more on shifting the focus onto if you have got like physique kind of goals so kind of focusing more onto the performance element or actually like enjoying the process of finding things that you actually enjoy doing um rather than you know focusing on this because it's the most popular thing there are so many forms of like movement that you can do that are empowering for you um so yeah that's a a really really big thing that i encourage a lot of people to do rather than um doing what they think they should do do what actually feels good for you and what movement feels good for you um i guess as well like focusing on challenging that internal kind of self-talk that you have because a lot of people will be very caught up in their minds around um the language that they use to kind of describe themselves or their bodies so actually starting to recognize some of those reoccurring thoughts and actually okay where did that sort of like where's that kind of come from and is that true now would I say this to someone else um is a really really useful one so one yeah. thing that I get clients to do quite a lot is write take out a piece of paper and write a loved one's name so you could use like you know your daughter or um a close friend or a family member and then if they came to you with like a problem what kind of like words or encouragement would you encouragement would you use like what kind of positive things would you say to them um how would you suggest kind of like problem solving or working through that problem with them and then you've got all those sorts of like things that you've wrote down that you would say or give advice to someone else and then what you do afterwards is either take a post-it note or kind of a black pen take out their name and then write your name and then now you have all those kind of positive things that you've actually got that you're giving that gift to yourself and you're saying okay like when I kind of go through this sort of struggle, I've now got all these sorts of positive things and don't sort of like shove it away or throw it away, put it somewhere that you are gonna see it. So on your desk or wherever. And then when you have those moments you've got right, okay. I know that I'm good at X, Y, and Z and actually picking out your strengths rather than focusing on your weaknesses mm-hmm. is a really, really useful one. Cause we hyper-focus naturally with our negative cognitive bias on like the negatives. So actually starting to make it a positive, internal world makes such a a big difference
0: yeah yeah I mean we do love to focus on the negatives it's our it's this it is a thing that we do and like challenging that but I think it is actually about doing these kind things that are going to help us like I think there's a level as well of like knowing that you're worth that you're worth looking at that note and reminding yourself that you are all those things like that is actually true you've wrote those down they're true like it is quite I mean it is it's really hard to believe to believe that if your work self-worth is really 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 low I think it's about repetition as well isn't it
1: oh yeah 100% and it's it is it's the constant exposure of different things and yeah. If you feel like potentially you are don't feel ready for something like that, do something nice that will help other people at the same time. So one of my clients, she she makes jam, but she made them into like jam tarts. So she did it um, as a kind of creative way to kind of help her to kind of express herself and things like that. But then she gave them to, you know, grandchildren, to her husband, et cetera. And they sort of really enjoyed that. And they, you know, they gave her... Like, you know, positive reinforcement like they were really nice and thank you and all that sort of stuff and that in turn made her feel like oh actually you know I did something for myself but it was also a positive aspect because it had that ripple effect so again it's sort of it's trying to find ways that feels meets the client or meets whoever where they are rather than trying to force something that doesn't feel natural because again if it doesn't feel authentic to you it's gonna feel very fake and that you know all these I guess sort of mirror affirmations and things like for some people they work but for other people it feels like they're telling themselves a lie and oh. that kind of defeats the whole object in the first place because they oh. feel just worse yeah. telling themselves something that they yeah. don't believe oh
0: this this one is so relatable I was like yeah. this is a load of rubbish this is not me this is not like this is what a lot of rubbish these affirmations are and I actually had to go and The way I approached that one was I did make up my own affirmations, but because my brain was so fixated and being like, well, that's not true. I actually had to write something that was true about my strength, like going back to what you're saying, your strengths. But I also added to that and put like bullet points that gave me specific evidence of exact moments that that actually was like, it was like a story it wasn't just a one-line affirmation that I was going to say to myself in the mirror because that just didn't work for me but having specific evidence like that no that I can't say that didn't happen because that actually happened Mm -hmm. um and you're totally right it's about meeting that person where they're at because what works for somebody might not work for somebody else. It might need to be a, the tiniest step, but that tiny step is a step, and it's that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes when we start doing any work, whether it's fitness, nutrition, any of this deep type of work, we sometimes we can want to be like jumping into the deep end of a pool and surviving when actually just. Di- dipping our toes into the shallow end could be a great start
1: yeah definitely because it's one of those things I think people who start to do this work tend to be a certain type of person who Mm -hmm. wants to do everything all at once and I think it's kind of bringing it back and knowing that it's okay to just start with like small little things Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like that um I guess like like you said that ripple effect of starting with something that you know is true or something that you do anyway and just add like a tiny little thing on there Mm -hmm. rather than trying to actually like reinvent your whole sort of like life because that's it's not sustainable and it's not something that you're going to achieve long term whereas actually starting where you are and making small kind of like course corrections type of thing isn't it really or sort of like slowly Yeah. yeah slowly kind of like making a different train track that you're kind of slowly building that's sort of like leading you down a slightly different path to new beginnings i guess
0: yeah and i like that analogy that's a good one like and also as well like you can change the direction at any time it's quite um, Mm -hmm. that's i think i think with these things as well it's like sometimes you know we start things like i remember when i started meditating I hated it and it just wasn't the right time, but now I really do enjoy it. It's still sometimes really hard, but Mm. it's about, I guess, building that toolbox to know like in this situation, this tends to help me, but in this situation, this tends to help me. And sometimes it might not be any of those things, Um, but then you might learn something else. And I think it's just sometimes about, approaching it with an open mind Um, and because I think when I first started doing stuff like this it was very much I resisted
1: Mm, that sounds familiar yeah yeah (laughs)
0: it's like no I don't want to do this I don't want to do it I don't want to do it now actually when I feel like that comes to the front when I feel like I'm resisting this I actually stop myself and say, why are you resisting this? If you're Mm -hmm. resisting it, it's probably a sign that you maybe need to just take a step forward um, and just take that leap of faith.
1: Yeah, yeah, because like you said, the resistance of things often is a a gateway to actually like, this is something that you need to tap into a little bit more and approach it in, like you said, that curiosity aspect or like what am I trying to avoid or what emotions or things am I trying to avoid by not engaging in this to start with because I used to feel the same when I first started yoga like years and years ago and it was kind of like I didn't like the idea of staying still and being at peace like being in my own head because that was just too much of a chaotic kind of place to kind of be in And I think, like you said, you have to have different tools to kind of get into those sorts of different practices over time, don't you really? Mm -hmm. And even when I first started journaling, you know, I would write one word and that was it. But it was a start. And it was literally just writing like, you know, frustrated, angry or yeah, or all those sorts of things. And then by, by the time you know it, you're writing like full paragraphs of just different things that are going on in your mind all at once.
0: Oh yeah journaling I remember once I started to try and make it a you know build it into a routine so that I was doing it every day and I remember once I really didn't want to do it I actually wrote down I do not want to write in this journal today and then Mm -hmm. I closed it and I thought well I wrote in it. Yeah exactly yeah that's it. I told that journal what I thought of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And I think that's sometimes it, isn't it really? Because you know that you're avoiding it for a certain reason, but actually it's like, okay, even just doing that, you're actually engaging and thinking, right, okay, this is something that I know is going to help me in the long term, but actually I just need to write these things for now.
0: Yeah, it did actually help because I wrote it down in a rage and then I had a little laugh to myself because I was like, well, oh my God, I did it though. (laughs) here's me trying to be like oh well I'm not doing it and I actually did it and I was like oh that's funny the journal got me it won (laughs) (laughs) and I you do I think I mean journaling I love like I I see a lot of my clients benefiting from journaling Mm. um on on body image and I think it helps to open up a curiosity level of like a deeper reason, like where it's coming from and how to process it. Again, it's not for everybody, but I do see a lot of my clients get a lot from journaling once they kind of get into it. Um, That is something I think as well, I can totally relate to what you were saying about being in yoga. (laughs) like being at peace when your mind is preoccupied right um and I think it's about getting comfy with that
1: yeah there's a it's getting comfortable with the unfamiliar isn't it and that discomfort of sort of like sitting with your own thoughts and as well you know that kind of goes hand in hand with journal isn't it really a lot of people feel uncomfortable with recognizing their own thoughts and actually writing different things down, especially like I said, when it comes to like body image. So actually having some, I guess, sort of like prompts of sort of like, okay, you know, how do you feel like your body image impacts your, you know, how you feel about your life on a daily basis? Or, you know, how are these judgments or preconceptions that you have in your body actually showing up for you? And what behaviors are they associated with? So having like different things or like you said, what age were you or who first said something like that and kind of making it more of a a bit of a question and answer type thing because sometimes that can break down a bit of the barrier can't it really is to actually like mm-hmm. okay these are the things that I'm actually thinking and this is how it's showing up and then actually okay like what would it feel like to change those certain things and what would have to happen for you to change those certain things
0: yeah eh. I I think as well it's it's like what you said it's it's bringing that awareness that when we because sometimes we don't really know where it comes from until we have that awareness Mm. and then with awareness we can then decide what we do with that yes and that's where I think that a lot of clients then they feel there's a switch that I just see them make and it's like they're empowered they're like. They feel like they're taking kind of they've got some control back and like they understand it you know and they're like you know and then there's this, this click and then it's like right and then they're just they, they've got it you know they understand it um, they know what to do when it comes it comes up they can notice um like trends as well like for a lot of my clients and for me as well like depending on where I am in my cycle I just know that there's going to be a couple of days that maybe some of those tendencies do tend to come to the forefront like but actually because I have that awareness and I see this with my clients as well when they have that Mm -hmm. awareness that oh I'm this is where I am in my cycle oh that's where I normally like think like this way oh well it's gonna pass and this is what I do to help yes yes through
1: this. Yeah. and like you said knowing that it's not a permanent thing either it's knowing that our thoughts are kind of you know they're forever kind of changing aren't they really and they're based on how we're sort of viewing that situation based on our lens from the past as well so it's mm-hmm. kind of if we want to impact that lens now we have to kind of meet ourselves where we are but with kindness but also with firmness in terms of like right okay these are the things that I know that my future self is going to thank me for and if I'm sitting with this uncomfortable feelings now that's going to help me to progress further forwards in the future so like you were saying there like knowing okay these are the certain feelings or the thoughts that kind of come along when I'm in this part of my cycle I'm kind of I'm now aware of that so I can preempt that these might happen because you know cycle to cycle things change don't they Not all the time. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just don't know they're so unpredictable. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like you said, it's it's having that mindful awareness of okay, like if these do crop up, then I have all these different tools that I can then sort of like use or, you know, I can wear something that I feel comfortable in, or, you know, I can do certain activities or I can just be a bit more kinder to myself on those specific days mm-hmm. and actually know that, like you said, it's just it's part of the amazing process of who I am and what makes me a woman or you know what makes yeah. yeah life valuable I guess really
0: yeah no totally I uh yeah I yeah it's totally and is there anything any other tools that you recommend to people that they can use or you know add into their toolbox if they've already started something
1: so um I guess things like uh, box breathing can be quite useful so kind of if mm-hmm. people are feeling quite anxious, actually like breathing exercises, so kind of breathing deeply in through like the nose and then out through the mouth can sort of help to just ground people in certain ways when they are feeling quite anxious in certain things. Yeah. Um, Almost as well, like doing something different. So kind of like challenging yourself to kind of do, you know, a new sort of like activity or hobby or try something different that kind of gives you that sense of self-efficacy. An empowerment rather than or challenging yourself to wear a different color or a different type of clothing all these sorts of like tiny little challenges that you can do mm-hmm. will help to just slowly start to I guess sort of like recognize that oh actually I can do those sorts of things mm-hmm. and when you are sort of like in a chaotic kind of space kind of stopping and like I said breathing and actually recognizing okay what's going on here am I making prejudgments on the um, the situation are they meaning what they're saying or am I kind of viewing this in a different kind of way and then how do I need to respond to actually like be in alignment with my values and what's actually important to me
0: oh the values they're always good to come back to
1: they are very important to come back to definitely
0: I think I love that because when you come back to them. You're coming back to you. Mm.
1: Yeah, like,
0: that's
1: it. Yeah. I... And it's almost as well, like sometimes when you come back to your values, it's almost like you recognise things that have happened in the past and it's kind of, you're almost trying to lift your young, heads, your young self's head up in mm-hmm. a sense and giving yourself that sense of like compassion and kind of like encouragement that you would if it was like you said, One of your children, for instance, and actually, okay, like how can I meet myself that I would one of my children or a best friend and actually offer myself that so I can no longer carry that sort of like that burden anymore and just let go of that narrative and start to take on or take shape and explore like what feels right for you. Because, like you said, you know, if you've carried around a certain thing for such a long period of time, there's now so many options of different things that you can start to explore and it's seeing it as like a an exploratory process rather than like i'm losing my identity type thing
0: yes and we've spoken about that on instagram live like the you know identity and yeah letting go of that as well and it just it changes everything when you look at things in a i guess a wider lens isn't it you're like I'm opening up this I'm not going to be so narrow minded I'm just going to open up get super curious and find joy I think Mm -hmm. find little (laughs) moments of joy in this wildly chaotic crazy unpredictable exciting life that we live (laughs) it's like um yeah it it can be a game changer just to change your mindset on that kind of stuff
1: oh yeah because like you said it's that ripple effect isn't it really like you were saying before it not only changes like how you feel about your body but it changes so many other things in life and like you said it all comes down to mindset whether you think that you can do something or you can't do something or how you're willing to put yourself out there or start a different conversation or so many things can come from, like you said, when we shift that narrative that we're telling ourselves yeah. and then everything just becomes a bit more, like I said, the lens becomes wider and we just have so many more options available to us rather than thinking like just in this present moment about, like you said, food or body or weight and shape and things.
0: Yeah. I love that. Is there anything else that you would like to share? body Um,
1: no I do not think so I think we've covered quite a lot of different things today haven't we
0: we have I knew we would I knew we would and that's why obviously I asked you on um thank you so much again for coming on and of course thanks to the lovely listeners for taking their time to listen and i really hope that you have taken something from this episode that has helped in some way i will add our contact notes into our contact details into the notes so that if you want to get in touch with either me or jen you can And I look forward to meeting you again on the next episode.